This week on Podcast 17. The big topic of the week is Left 4 Dead 2, and we got all your information, so stay tuned to Podcast 17. six pages on what the mod's about because i guarantee I if i sat know down what you're trying to argue right now okay <laughs> my my argument is that i i generated more interest in neo tokyo from people who were apathetic about it by writing what i wrote because i was i was vague about it i posted the preview video i posted the screenshots and i said it was good and i told people to look forward to it and i and i even gave a little example of why i liked it and that was it if I had gone on and on and on, it would have just been Thomas's corner holding a cup of coffee, going on and on about on and about the details of a mod. People don't want that. People like Thomas's coffee corner. Welcome, listeners, to Podcast Seventeen, Episode One Four Two Four Nine, on June seventh. It is ten thirty because we're recording a little bit late. Sorry, live stream listeners. We were having some live stream problems early this morning, and Emmanuel didn't want to get out of bed. Like William had to take a shower. Right? Well, no. Uh, the only reason I took a shower is because you guys wanted to wait. So. Okay, sure. <laughs> I specifically remember being up and uh, thinking, all right, let's get this damn thing started. And then you saying, uh, I have to go lie to my feminine body. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Thomas isn't here this week. He's meeting Prince Edward. Oh, meeting Prince Edward. Darn. That, that is a pretty good excuse, though. Like, if you call him to work, yeah, I can't make it. Why? I'm meeting the prince. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Why is he meeting the prince again? Tell me. I can't remember so everyone exactly. He's winning the uh, Stuntcock Award for Canada. No, it's something about Prince Edward is coming to visit some town, and he's getting some award for teaching or for service. It's either for yeah. teaching or for service. I don't know. And he's getting it from Prince Edward, which is pretty badass. Yeah. So Nice. It isn't that cool. He could have done better. <laughs> Anyway, also on the show this week is uh, Dave Traeger from ModDB. And actually, there's probably a lot of people on our live stream who don't know who you are, Dave. So why don't you give us a little bit, little little spiel? Uh, okay, well, I'm the uh, the media editor over at ModDB. Everything you see on the front page is has to be go through me and has to be authorized by myself. So I'm basically the guy running that site at the moment. Um yeah, I do a lot of uh, previews, reviews, and all that sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm the as the fat cat just said, I'm the modcast man. <laughs> yes. Hey guys, how you doing? Yeah, so that's good. We're glad yeah. to bring you on last minute. <laughs> so, so you, yeah. you handle reviews and uh, previews for ModDB, right? Yep, and I also handle everything you see in that site. So everything has to be authorized by me. I still, I yep. still think I'm right. I still think you're right about yeah. Well, you know, all right, William, you can edit this next bit out. I still think I'm right. I think that if I'd done what you said, it would have just been boring. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I also did spotlight. What would you have done? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm the spotlight guy. Uh, What would you have done if if you were in my position? Are we talking about your review still? Your review of new or your preview? No, I I just want to know what what he would have done if he had the Neo Tokyo preview thing to write. I actually do. Um, <laughs> just so you know. Really? But, um, why do you think I played it yesterday? 
Oh god damn it! He's right. He's gonna write a sweet preview, <laughs> and it's gonna knock yours right out of the okay, park. Okay, well, I'm actually as you speak, I'm firing up Word and writing a real preview. So it's <laughs> gonna be the battle to the death. Oh, oh battle of previews! The preview battle to the death of death. <laughs> Since death. previews are so exciting to begin with. People want information, yeah. and I'm not going to stem that. I'm going to give the readers what they want. I've always done that. Yeah. All right, moving on to throughout the agenda. Podcast 17 News. We have a, a Podcast 17 YouTube account now, I guess. Um, I think it's called The Pod 17. Um, you can go ahead and search for that. I'm pretty sure it's called The Pod 17. Um, Thomas, hey, this, what's that? Really? What, what, what is it actually... Um... What does it actually do on YouTube? I mean, do you have like your whole your whole show up there now? Is well, that the, what it well, is? That's what I'm getting to, Dave. <laughs> Thomas posted um, his thoughts on Left 4 Dead um, 2 with Acart from Ragnarok Arena, sort of as his pseudo coffee corner. Um, so we have that up there right now, and also we have a little play session recorded from Stratafarius of um, Action Half Life 2. We're going to be adding more things. There we go. Somebody linked it in the live stream. It's the pod 17. That's right. Um, we're going to be adding a few more things. We're going to be adding um, a developer playthrough of uh, modular combat and hopefully some things later on as well. And uh, I think Stratafarius has a special announcement about the Podcast 17 YouTube account. So just hold on for a second. I'll go play it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast of the studio. Please come right this way to the store. Yes, give me your ticket. Thank you. Also, what we have here? Ah, so you are the group who are going to see the VidCast 17 project. Alright, open the door for you. You're about to see a wonderful project. Something you never see ever again. Or you're gonna love it, trust me. Alright, go right away. Tickets, please. Tickets. Tickets. Hey. Hey. Hey, you there. Yeah. You guys there. Come, come here. Here. Yeah. Come here. Hey there, everyone. I'm Stratifarius. Yeah. Thanks for coming to the Podcast 17 Studio. Uh, sorry I couldn't come to the live stream. I was kind of busy, as you can see. So, let's get it straight. Um, the VidCast 17 project. As you already know, we have started a YouTube account. This YouTube account should have all the videos that are Podcast 17 related. That include the developer insights and a lot of other videos we are planning to do, including the newly released uh, newly released um, Thomas comments on Left 4 Dead 2 with uh, Akart. Akart? Akart? I don't know. So, um, what we have to say, the idea we had is that you, the community, can contribute to. Oh, wait a second. Yes, Tredifer is here. What do you want? Hey! What? Wanna hear the most annoying sound in the world? Uh, nope. Damn prankers! I hate when they do that. 
where was I? Oh, okay, so the idea is that you, the community, can help us adding videos to the YouTube account. What? What kind of videos? Real simple. Machinimas, playtests, play sessions, information videos, all kinds of videos that are podcast 17 and Half-Life related can be posted on the account before they be accepted into the official vidcast 17 project they would be uh, watched by me uh, William uh, and all Emmanuel Thomas and we will think and discuss if the video is really on the vidcast 17 project uh, just remember you can't video spam our account because I watch it every time and I mean every time. Alright guys, that is the Vidcasting Team Project. Hope you guys liked it. Um, join us at www.podcast17.com Have a nice day. Goodbye. Whoa, what the hell? <laughs> you failed. The enemy has captured our intelligence. Uh... Fuck. You failed! <laughs>
dude yeah that's what I it thought makes it was, me think i thought it was the only person in the world who played that no way man i love that that was awesome that's what it reminded me of um just hearing the voices in my head and then like you know the what walking line? sounds and what stuff. blind monk society yeah huh. it's uh basically for everyone who doesn't know it's uh it's an it's a it's a test for uh, game development uh, with no visuals. Basically, you're a blind monk and you have to be directed oh, by sound alone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that that game was pretty difficult playing it in uh, in uh, mono instead of stereo. But I got through it. <laughs> I thought I thought that never came out. I remember like seeing some video about that, but I didn't. That, that actually came out. Yeah, it came out. Because I was yeah, super yeah, excited for that. But anyway. All right, moving on to the chunk of uh, this week, and that is Left 4 Dead 2. On Monday, um, on Monday, you know, of course, E3 happened Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and uh, Valve was there on, like I said, on Monday because that was more of the PC-oriented stuff. I think Nintendo was the next day, and then Sony was the third day. Is that right? Anyway, no, no, no. You guys, um, it, it went. Uh... Nintendo and Sony were on the second day, I believe, and the third day was uh, other people. Oh, really? Okay. All right, that's why I got confused. All right, so anyway, on Monday, um, Valve announced Left 4 Dead 2. Sort of nobody was expecting any of this. Uh, before I get into my little rant, I don't know. Emmanuel, you want to go first? About? Left 4 Dead 2. <laughs> Man, you switched off today. <laughs> no, I'm just busy writing this preview. <laughs> No, I, I, no, you go first. I think I, I'm so vehemently opinionated about this that I think anyone else who wants to get their opinion through should go first before I even get well, before I'll... my eyes go red and I lose it. Well, before we get okay. opinions in, let me just let me just throw out what's out there, what's out there in the uh, community. I'll I'll sort of be the unbiased one. Right. So here we go. Like I said, on Monday, Left 4 Dead 2 was announced, and they basically said there's four new survivors. Um, Five new campaigns, uh, a whole new director engine. It it allows you to do um, mainly daytime um, daytime maps as well as nighttime maps. Uh, you can do a sort of weather system so it can actually change from daytime to nighttime. There's a new boss infected. Um, instead of the last stand type finale, survivors may have to fight through a hazard filled highway. Uh, a gauntlet, in other words. What's that? Yeah. A gauntlet. Yes essentially um there's a stronger narrative there's a lot of people saying that this is sort of the uh the single player left for dead because the campaigns actually have to do with each other in sequence now instead of them just being sort of separated so this is more for the people like uh philip who want sort of a single player action and uh, don't have a lot of friends <laughs> um that's really about it. They got some new weapons. They got some new ammo. You can get new ammo, so you can get, like, incendiary rounds. So you shoot people, and they catch on fire. Different things like that. Now, the hoopla... Melee right... weapons. Yeah, you can get melee weapons, too. That's right. You can get a chainsaw, I believe. Um... A pot, mm-hmm. and a baseball bat, and an axe. That's and right. a frying pan. And a frying pan. That's what I said, by pot. Oh. Oh, that's right. You're you're Australian, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, so I'm Australian. We don't, we don't have listen. pots. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, the community is in a big uproar right now, mainly because, now I'll, I'll try to show both sides here. One side is a lot of people just really wanted episode three, and I'm sort of on that side, but um, the other side is... It's a people... whole different team completely, yeah, so that's, it's not even the same thing. That's yeah. how I feel about that too. But um, 
The other side also, there's a lot of people who feel sort of cheated with the current Left 4 Dead content. The full SDK isn't out, and yes, it's going to be coming out soon. Um, they don't feel that Left 4 Dead is entirely complete. They think this whole thing about Left 4 Dead 2 will pull people from the Left 4 Dead 1 community into the Left 4 Dead 2 community, leaving Left 4 Dead 1 sort of stranded, sort of out to dry. Um, the SDK will work for both Left 4 Dead 1 and Left 4 Dead 2, so no problems about that, because it's essentially the same engine, it's just an updated thing, almost like Orange Box. Well, it's not really that, uh, William. Um, it's, it's mostly along the lines of they're making it work, they're making that... If the SDK won't work essentially for both of them, what it will mean is that user-created maps for Left 4 Dead 1 will oh, work for, yeah. for Left 4 Dead 2, yeah. like, with yeah, no changes whatsoever. Um, but from what I have, because I made an article about this on ModDB um, a while ago, uh, that uh, the the maps made in Left 4 Dead 2 might not work in Left 4 Dead 1 right. because of the new director and the way that items spawn. So um, it will be interesting to see what they do with that. Um, but yeah, go on, continue. Sorry. Um, and then what also... Valve sort of rebuttaled because there's a lot of boycotting going on right now. Like I said, a lot of people feel cheated. And Valve rebuttaled saying, listen, this is what we did. We got all together and we asked, you know, everybody in the room said, what can we work on right now? We threw a whole bunch of ideas on there and we really wanted to update Left 4 Dead 1. But we realized the update was, you know, too big to be a standalone update. And I'm assuming especially for the Xbox 360 version. So we said, okay. We can make Left 4 Dead 2 fairly fast, and we can push it out fairly quickly. So let's work on that right now. And that's essentially what they're doing. They want to add all these updates to Left 4 Dead 1, but they believe it's too big. They believe they can get it done really, really quickly because it's sort of already on a roll right now. They're already almost done, um, and we can expect to see Left 4 Dead 2 fairly quickly. I can't remember what day they said. Does anybody remember? November. November? The same day that the yeah. original released. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Valve saying trust us a little bit, and then they also had an interview on Shack News about Episode 3 for all those, or some hints about Episode 3, for all those people who, uh, really wanted to see Episode 3, which was me. Well, no, 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 when you say hints, they deny know. that they're gonna make any news for it anytime soon, so I wouldn't call it hints. But at least they mention it. At least they say, listen. He doesn't even mention it, he just says, Gordon Freeman's adventure is not over yet. Well, yeah. that doesn't mean anything. Well, I just don't, I really don't want them to drop <laughs> Episode 3. I don't know. Dave, what do you think? What do you think about Left 4 Dead 2? Um, well, I'll, I'll give you all a little piece of uh, information um, okay. that a lot of people won't know, including yourself, William, but as soon as the announcement dropped, it took an entire three minutes for someone to create the Left 4 Dead 2 profile on ODB.com. The boycott one? No, the just the Left 4 Dead 2 game profile. Oh, it I took see. an entire three minutes. That's including media, video information, all that sort of stuff. Well, that's so it, it really is. It, it means that it's a testament to um, how popular it's going to be. And I don't think, regardless of how many people boycott, I can oh, probably yeah. guarantee you a lot of people from that boycott group will still buy that goddamn game. Yeah, oh yeah, like, for sure. No doubt. Um, the thing is, though, um, I can understand where they're coming from. This is coming from uh, Valve, who has a record for releasing a game when it's 100% released. Now, this is this came to a big shock to a lot of people who follow these types of things because if you're thinking of it like uh, they release a game and then they supply a large amount of additional content and Left 4 Dead, 2, Left 4 Dead 1 had a lot of content promised. 
including like you know matchmaking systems for four people so they can actually go and stomp for other people rather than having everyone leave more content more campaigns more characters more weapons more updates that sort of thing the thing is though this is kind of a slap in the face now if they reworded left for dead 2 rather than saying it's a game rather than saying it's an episode of left for dead 1 i can probably guarantee you there would be bugger all people saying it's that it's about no 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 I'd be, I'd be, uh, I'd be even more angry if, if they had just touted it as a uh, episode or a DLC or an expansion. Now, I didn't want to be too elitist because I had a realization later on in the week. I'm part of a, I'm part of a guild of a lot of people that just play a lot of video games. So, um, and it's not like a Half-Life guild. So, um, they don't know much about what's going on in the community, and they were so excited for Left 4 Dead 2. And then I sort of realized, you know, this is what the majority of video gamers are saying right now. And this is what Valve's doing. Valve wants to make some money. That's fine. You can't blame them for wanting to make some money. And the majority of their gamers are going to love, absolutely love Left 4 Dead 2. People were going gaga over this in their forums. They were like, yeah, Left 4 Dead 2. Because they don't understand sort of how to get custom content in there and they want something new. They're ready for something new because Left 4 Dead 1 doesn't really bring anything like that. So they're now, ready for really, Left 4 Dead 2. Um... Especially if Valve, 360 players. Kind of, if Valve kind of released it within the same game, like, but had, but um, basically had the two tied together in some way, like, because the main the main problem right now is that uh, the boycott group is saying that it segregates the player community basically. Yeah. Because you'll be switching between the two to find out where the most people are in order to play those things. So if they kind of joined it together sort of, um, I think you'll find that a lot of people would uh, kind of, I, I think that would probably be the best solution for everyone, almost, uh, mostly because instead of having to switch between two things, you only have to load up the one, you know, and it's it's it'll be an optional extra, basically, in a sense, and it won't break the game in that way, because it is a completely different hash of the original, you know. But do you think That's they'll ever do that? Do you think they'll do that? I don't think they will. Probably not. I I think I think having both these games will work. And um, but honestly, if they want to stop people from segregating the community, I think that'd probably be the the only way that they can really handle it, mm -hmm. because that was one of the major issues that the the group had, the boycott group had, was that uh, people will play the original and kind of leave the other one in the dust, like mm -hmm. you kind of hit there, basically. Well, then the, then the next question is, I mean, you said that, and there's a lot of people saying right now that Left 4 Dead 2 will be bringing a lot of new features, a lot of new things to Left 4 Dead 1. Um, yeah, but you can't say that because if you were to ask EA Games when they released Battlefield 2, they would have said the same thing. Oh, yeah, there's a plethora of new features. That well, we, totally we, constantly, we constantly see sequels, like, for example, Rainbow Six Vegas 2, which was just essentially... Um, hold on a second. Sorry, um, which was essentially just adding new muzzles or new iron sight animations and new leans. I mean, that was that was not a good expansion, and that had a price point of sixty dollars. So, does Left 4 Dead 2 really? Would you pay sixty bucks for Left 4 Dead 2? Is basically what I'm asking. Fifty. Okay. 50 bucks? Well, the thing with Left 4 Dead 2, I don't see it as like here's a sequel. We've just added a few new things. This is. Left 4 Dead for me was an experiment because, hey, how many other games out there is there like Left 4 Dead to begin with? And uh, they've they kind of put it out there and everyone kind of gave them this feedback. 
And they kind of went, well, okay, that makes sense. Why don't we take that feedback and create and craft something that is more appealing to the wider audience? For example, the director is now more efficient. Uh, it's not the levels, for example, they the director randomizes the levels based on your actual performance. So it's not going to be the same run down this hallway every time. It's going to be like run down this hallway and maybe turn left, right. And they actually said um, it was like a maze. The, the, the writer from Left 4 Dead 1, who was working on Left 4 Dead 2, who had an in, a video interview with Giant Bomb um, at E3, they actually told uh, the interviewer about how the director will now be able to change the levels based on your performance. And I think, honestly, if they're going to release um, something like that, which is what the community has basically asked for, you know, that's that's fine with me. I don't mind paying $50 for a well-crafted game that is a mile better than the original. Oh, yeah, everybody you know, will buy it. I'll buy that's, it. Exactly, and that's what it's like. It's... um. It's like people are saying, oh, it's just a mod. I'm not going to pay 50 bucks for a mod. It's more than a mod. It's a whole different crafted game. It's it's still essentially the same thing. It's like saying like, um, oh, what's a good example of this? Well, it's, it's kind of like saying that uh, when you play episode one and then you play episode two, it's the same thing. You're paying how much it was for it, but it's yeah. basically no. the same thing, only well, shorter, you know? No, it's, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with you there That's That's what people are saying, though. That's exactly what people are saying, and if no one had a problem with episode one and episode two. The thing is, they the larger community doesn't understand what has been changed in the original game. I, on Monday, and I think a lot of people were feeling the same way I was, I was expecting you know, them to announce Left 4 Dead 2, but then I was expecting them to announce it in a pack and saying, listen, we're going to give you Left 4 Dead 2 in Episode 3 at the same time. I was really hoping for something like that, and you know, I was stretching it too, and maybe Portal 2, almost like an orange box. But they didn't mention anything like that, and I felt a little bit cheated when that happened because on Sunday, before E3, um, try to be honest to yourself, what would you have said Valve would need to do in this coming year? I guarantee it wouldn't be Left 4 Dead 2. No, you're right. And that's what I think that's why gamers are a little hurt too. Because we've been waiting here for two and a half years now, ever since the release of um, Episode 2, waiting for just one little bit of information about Episode 3, and we still have nothing. I mean, granted, they've got a lot to work on. Episode 3 is, is, is essentially. Yeah, I'm a glad they're taking their time. Yeah, they need to take the time. I'd rather have it be five years and be awesome, but it's just, you know, at least give a little news or something like that. And when, when people see Left 4 Dead 2 being developed and the TF2 patch is being released, their immediate response is, well, what about Episode 3? I mean, a lot of people don't realize that, of course, that Valve is segregated into different parts and that each team works on their own thing. I mean, of course, they all work on all the projects, but for the most part, the Left 4 Dead guys work on Left 4 Dead, the TF2 guys work on TF2, you know, the CS and DoD guys do their thing, and, and the rest work on, you know, Half-Life. But I, I think that's a big factor, too, for the people who are interested in the insider baseball of things. But, and also, I, I, my feeling is, Look at Left 4 Dead. It's been out for six months now, or seven months, or whatever. And you you can't help but think. So, I beta tested Left 4 Dead. That was it. I paid fifty bucks to beta test a game that you're just going to re-release in here with new content. But in reality, the new content is what should have been in, included in the first game to begin with. I mean, okay, 
Emmanuel, if you're going to go down that road of argument, I mean, you got to look at it like this. I paid 60 bucks for a game that I played nonstop for a week, and that's a fucking long time to play a game. Now, if you're gonna if you're gonna debate that I paid sixty bucks for a beta game that I played nonstop for a week, that's still a bloody good purchase in my eyes. You know, you got a, yeah. a week's entertainment out of sixty bucks. But let me ask you, how many how many times did you replay through the same content? Because I bet you that entire week you played was probably on the merit of playing with uh, friends, and not essentially all through all the content. You probably you can get through Left 4 Dead's content. In, in the span of maybe four hours. So that that says a lot more about you and your friends than it does the game. It's just, I get it's a multiplayer game, but when you have a co-op game like this, it needs, you know, it needs more, it needs more content. And, and the AI director, uh, I've heard a lot about it, but playing Left 4 Dead, I don't even notice it. So, I, I mean, I, I, it's just not that significant to me. So I, I, that confuses me. Why- so it's so great because it isn't that significant to you. Well, no, I mean, I, I'm, I mean that in the sense that, well, I don't notice that, you know, the, the zombies are coming at different times. So I, if that's a selling point, then that doesn't really count because I don't even notice it. So if that's just integral to the gameplay, then that's just integral to the gameplay. Okay, but, and then you'll go back and play Sven Co-op and then tell me how much of a different experience that is. Yeah, because the yeah. Sven Co-op map is purely the same every single time you play it. Whereas a Left 4 Dead map, regardless of the content, it might be a user-created map, it might be an official crafted map, it's going to be different every single time because you're not expecting it to be how it is. And yeah, but- it's, there's, a not, there's not enough out there to say that uh, the director is not working because it goddamn is. And I think I, that's no, really yeah, bad. The director's a good thing for Left yeah. 4 Dead. That's, you, don't see like that. you don't see that in any other game. But let's take a look at it now. Let's say Valve just gets fed up with the amount of boycotting, and Valve just says a giant fuck you and says, okay, we're going to cancel Left 4 Dead 2. You know what's going to happen? They're still going to take the same amount of time for all the other current projects because it is separate teams. The, yeah. the apparent Turtle Rock studio, which is now Valve Cell, is going to still work on Left 4 Dead updates. So it really doesn't make a difference whether or not they work on Left 4 Dead 2 or not. I think people are just pissed off because they weren't expecting it at E3. Well, let me let me let me and give that's it sort a... of the way I feel now towards the end of the week because I was pissed. I was super pissed at the beginning of the week, but then I sort of smartened up and said, "Well, okay, they're gonna work on it anyway. There's other teams working on other things. Valve needs to make money, and I'm all for Valve making money. That's badass because then they can make well, better games the, in the future." So this this is the thing. Okay, we 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 like Valve because when you purchase a Valve game, it's like. When you go, when you buy a car, you buy a Mercedes or a BMW because you know that you're going to get a certain level of quality or um, customer service, and you're going to have a, a certain experience. And you're paying a little bit extra, or you're waiting a little bit more time, but it you get paid back two times fold in in the experience. And we've always said that about Valve. We always say they support you through community content. They don't just release sequels all the time. They take care of their customers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and so, for them to release Left 4 Dead 2, my initial thought was, well, goddammit, they finally did it. So now, you know, people can point at Left 4 Dead 2 and say, well, you can do everything you, I mean, you can buy whatever you want from Valve, but this is always going to be lingering in the back of your head. And then I thought, well, a year ago from now, if someone mentioned Left 4 Dead, I would have said, oh yeah, Turtle Rock. So, in reality, Left 4 Dead is, is really, it's, it's, it's Turtle Rock's baby, isn't it? 
I mean, Valve houses the team. They help them with the engine. They help them with PR, and I'm sure Doug Lombardi is having a nightmare right now trying to <laughs> essentially flatten out the biggest mountain he's ever had to come across in terms of PR and making people not hate him. So, I mean, I'm not trying to sympathize with Valve in the sense that I'm just being loyal. I'm just trying to sympathize with them and thinking, well, they really have – I mean, they, they do have ultimate jurisdiction over Turtle Rock and what they do. But if Turtle Rock says, listen, we're done with Left 4 Dead, we want to do Left 4 Dead 2, we think this is – this will be a good release. Then what, are the, what is Gabe going to say? No, go work on the game. Go work on the game that you know I want you to. It's, I mean, in a way, I, I'm mad at Valve for, you know, essentially going back on the word on Left 4 Dead. But at the same time, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of. Give me a second. Dave, do you think do you think Left 4 Dead 2 will segregate the community as it is right now, though? Because I, right now, as it stands, I think that's the only thing Left 4 Dead 2 could do badly is to segregate the two communities yeah exactly but um you know it's just an it's all that has happened is that it's been announced and people are making these wild accusations about how it's going to be it could only be just like as a dlc it could just be that you know it it could be that the entire first left for dead game is going to get the same update and the same love that left for Ted, left for dead 2 is getting you know it's there's so much they haven't said that people are saying is truth. Mm-hmm. You know, so, for example, if Left 4 Dead 2 gets released and then a week later they say, okay, well, this really worked, so let's fix up Left 4 Dead 1 and join them together. Mm-hmm. You know, it could almost be that uh, the first game and the second game become just, like, almost movies and, like, bigger movies of themselves. So, for example, when you load up Left 4 Dead, like, just Left 4 Dead as a game... You'll get like, you get uh, the southern one, and you'll get the uh, the the normal one that we get now. You know, and you just pick which one you want, and uh, you know it could almost just be that, and that could be their way of introducing DLC. And I can understand paying for something that's new. I mean, that's I the way the game works. You, you don't want to pay for something new. No, I want. I don't want to pay for content that should have been included included in the first release. <laughs> I paid twice the thing, or something. Like, they made a game that was very that sold very well, and they're expanding the game in a sense to make it better than it originally was. So it's not like it was supposed to be included in the first one. It's being included because people want it now. That's what people need now. It's not because it's like, okay, we'll just hang on to this little piece of code until we release a sequel. <laughs> I doubt, I doubt that's how it fucking worked, man. Like, honestly, that was... I don't think that's how they planned it. I think it's just kind of like, as they said, as uh, Chet said in an interview that I uh, saw, is that at the end of making Left 4 Dead, they kind of asked the team, okay, what do you guys want to work on? And they said, well, I want to keep working on Left 4 Dead. I've got all these ideas. And then they just kind of... They sat down, they they kind of planned it out, and then they realized that the best possible way to do this was to create, craft a whole new game experience mm-hmm. based on the Left 4 Dead franchise. And I respect that. Like, it's, it's going to continue making w- these games. So. I, I would agree with you, Dave, if it was a completely new experience. But this is just Left 4 Dead in the day with another monster. And Daniel, some... have you played it? Uh, are you asking me if I've played Left 4 Dead 2 that hasn't come out yet? Yes. He's, yeah. Then yes, I have played it. 
<laughs> they had. We're gonna get an like, email from Valve. <laughs> like, no, it's when? just they, they've said it themselves. There's one new monster or whatever. They're they're, they're quote unquote working on the AI, uh, the AI director, which you know, essentially they're just adding it so you can. They're just gonna change okay, the map and now. Have you real read time. the hands-on preview by Rock Paper Shotgun yet? That's a good yes. preview. You have, and what did you think of their experiences? I just, I don't think it's worth uh, 50 bucks. I, I think it should have been included Who in said it was bed, worth... or... Yeah, nobody what? said it was 50 bucks yet, but... The, the only reason they're getting this is because it's on Amazon, and that's the only reason why they're saying it's 50 bucks, because Amazon has posted it as 50 No, they, they, they're quoted as saying that it's going to be a full-price game. Keep in mind, though, even if it is a full-price game, two weeks from their release, they're going to drop the price anyway. Valve does that all the time. How much is Left 4 Dead right now? Yeah, I know, but it's it's just, it's the it's the idea that we we trusted them on Left 4 Dead, and now, you know, we're getting a sequel. I mean, granted, it all comes down to the fact that this is not really, I mean, this isn't Half-Life or Team Fortress 2. This is essentially an out-of-house production, so I'm not, I mean, I, I, I'm playing devil, Devil's Advocate here, but in reality, I really don't care. But it's just, I'm not going to I'm sorry, I just don't think I'll buy it. I mean, I really liked Left 4 Dead 1, but I'm pretty stingy on what I what I do and don't purchase. There's a reason why I don't purchase EA games and why I don't I don't support in certain companies, and I've always supported Valve, so I'm not going to support them on this one, but I'll be more than happy to keep on downloading content from them on Left 4 Dead and TF2 and purchasing their episodes on Half-Life, but I just don't think you I can... What? End of the day... This is sort of my my conclusion about it. End of the day, I'll buy Left 4 Dead 2. Dave will buy Left 4 Dead 2. Emmanuel, yes, you will buy Left 4 no, Dead 2. No, I'm not. You're going to have to buy yeah, it for no, me. No, you will. Because nope. at the end you of the will. day, everybody will have it, and everybody will be like, man, Left 4 Dead 2 so awesome. Everybody come play and Left 4 Dead 2. I, and listen. everybody will buy it, and Valve will make money, and Valve will take that money, make more games, and life will go on. And everybody listen. will have giant smiles on their face because we're all playing Valve games because Valve still makes the best fucking games in the face. And here. shooting zombies. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. I, I I wish you were right. I really do. But I don't see how a few new guns playing in the day and an, a, a tweaked AI director... Are really Dude, it is me. totally more than that. You're being so closed-minded about something I'm... that's just been announced. Holy crap, I've never... This is this is exactly why people are uh, boycotting this shit because they're like, well, it's it's just like fucking in the day and more guns. Like, listen, listen. Fuck, if they had waited a year and a half or two years, then I would agree with you totally because that would have given them time to work on it. But in the span of six months, either a they were working on this before they released Left 4 Dead, or b they just put this together, and none of this stuff is is really even done yet. And the release date of a year is not going to... It's the same thing I said about Natural Selection 2. There's no way in the course of the time they had they could have done all the stuff they said they did. It's just, it just doesn't make sense. Okay, Daniel, so what do you want... I've seen better games come out in less time than what they've suggested Left 4 Dead 2 oh, have come out. Okay, so you're, so you're telling me then that we're paying a full-priced... Uh, we're paying for, for a full-priced game that wasn't developed like one. So that's okay. So because they only took six months making it, it's okay to pay fifty bucks for it. What is what is developed like a full price price game supposed to mean? Please tell uh, me what that. Left for Dead One. Is. It took them. It took them years to get it set up and working and everything. And now that they've done that work and we paid for that game, they're now taking the game that we've already paid for, adding a little bit more content and charging us full price again. That's what I'm. What that's what I'm worked about. What would you like Valve South 
aka old turtle rock to do yeah. at this point they're not working well, on anything else keep that first in mind. of all they can't go back and and say nah we're just kidding we're gonna no, before, before monday what would you say they do you know you are gabe newell and turtle rock has come up to you and said hey listen we're dead we're done left for dead one um you know we're gonna push out some updates obviously for bug fixes but what do you want us to do in the future what would you tell You're them you're all fired. There's an Ubisoft studio down the street. <laughs> no, you can't do that. Well, no. In, I mean, in reality, Theoretically, I would Theoretically, we should have expected say, Left 4 Dead 2. We should have. No, we. It, but no one did. And do you, do you know why? <laughs> because collectively, as, a, as an audience, we didn't, ex, we didn't expect it because it was wrong. It's too soon. It, it's just, it's six months. We, I mean, we just bought the game, the first one. I know. I know what you're saying, but like, think of the team right now. Listen, what else would I, they I, be doing right now? Picking their asses while would they wait for it to be a comfortable getting... time? <laughs> Listen, if they had released new characters, new guns, and a few new campaigns, and I mean, in the course of the last six months, and just announced Left 4 Dead 2 already, I would say, hell yeah. Okay, I got my content for Left 4 Dead. Let's do this. I'm ready for two. But they haven't, and I doubt they will because they're working on Left 4 Dead 2 now. I think if and... Valve would have waited, though... On the same vein, I think if Valve would have waited for the SDK to be fully released, then announced Left 4 Dead 2, they would have got so much, so little flack from the community. I think people are just pissed off because they haven't, because Valve hasn't promised or hasn't delivered the, the complete Left 4 Dead 1 content yeah. that they were promising. And, and when it comes down to it, you know, I'm sure they really don't have any jurisdiction over this. Left 4 Dead's, I mean, uh, Valve South are the ones working on this. And when they approached Gabe, what is he going to say? No, I don't want the money. I mean, he's busy with episode three and, and, and all that. He probably just said, well, just get out of my face, of course. Do whatever you want. Just, <laughs> I'm busy here. So, But it's just the, the sentiment of people like me is that we were promised content in Left 4 Dead. We didn't get that content. Boo-hoo, I, I get it. Get over it. But why would I buy Left 4 Dead 2 when it could happen again? So... That's well, people are right. They're getting bored with the Left 4 Dead talk, but it's just I I just wanted to convey why I'm sore about it, and that's all. Okay. And, and I Dave, just wanted to. Sorry, I was going to say I, Dave. I, final comments. Uh well, um, as far as I know, that they've you buy a game based on what's in the box, not what they will tell you is coming later on. You don't buy it for suppose like. Bloody hell! I didn't buy a TF2 because down the road there would be updates. No one, ha no one in goddamn hell knew about those updates. They just released it, and now yeah. you're assuming that Left 4 Dead 2 is going to be the exact same thing because it's a different game and it's. Well, no, no, it's not like that. Like it's, you buy what's in the box. You don't buy what you think will happen later down the road. Uh, this is this is really important, and, and I and I'm only going to say this once because I feel bad every time I say it, but this is totally true. No one bought Team Fortress 2. It just happened to come with Portal and, and Episode 2. And it just I'm happened sure there to be really a lot fun. of people out there that just there, bought. Yeah, I think there are a lot of people who downloaded or who bought Team Fortress 2 and haven't even played Portal or Episode 2. I guarantee it. <laughs> Yeah, but you I get the point. You get the point. I, I mean, I, I actually prefer TF2 before all the patches. I didn't like all the new stuff. So, so I agree. But it's, you know, it, it just if they had just waited another six months or another year, even without releasing content, I would have felt felt cheated. But because they've released so early on, it makes me think. Well, what were they doing? 
in the last six months ins instead of you know promising releasing what they promised. If this is all just theoretical stuff and they didn't have gameplay videos and all that, I could sympathize and say, well, I guess they're busy ironing things out, and you know, I guess mm -hmm. it is time for a sequel. But they've been working on it now for how long? And more importantly, have they been working on it before Left 4 Dead 1 was even released? So that's my worry, and that's all. All right. So moving on, I mean, people are probably getting bored of our Left 4 Dead 2 talk because, uh -huh. I mean, it's been going on all week. <laughs> so, so let's move on to the release list. Period on that. Yeah. Let's move on to the release list. And topping off this week is um, an interesting little single-player mod called Random Quest. And, uh, Emmanuel, did you get around to playing this at all? No, my computer's still blown up. Dave? Because no one will mail me a video card. <laughs> Dave? Um, well, I covered it, but um, I haven't actually sat down and played through the whole thing. Alright, well, what Random Quest is, it's an interesting little single-player mod where it almost feels like Fallout for me, like Fallout 3, in that, or, you know, Oblivion or something like that. Um, you're essentially a guy, and you get ported to this random area, and you're not really sure what's going on. Um, you're almost summoned through, an, through a phone, a la Matrix, almost. Um, and you have to do these, you have to essentially make decisions as you go in through, throughout the mod, make decisions that impact you, impact other people around you, that impact the ending to the actual game. And it's, it's a non-action, well, it does have a few little bits of action, but it's more quest-based. You know, you get, you have to get from point A to point B, but you have to do a certain amount of things before you get to point A to point B. Um, it's interesting. A lot of people aren't liking it because it's not just straight up action. It's... Um, it has a narrated story. There's a guy talking to you. The, the main character is narrating his own life. It's almost like he's telling you a story. Will you play it out? Um, you have to do these certain things before you actually get to the action. Um, there's a lot of decisions you can make. You can either help person A or person B, and that will impact sort of what weapons you get in the future or how things sort of iron out in the end. Um, it's fairly short. It's only three maps, and they hope to do sequels. Philip gave it a Hall of Fame on Planet Philip, and I'd have to agree with him. It is a beautifully crafted mod. Um, there's a lot of people working on this that are sort of renowned in the Half-Life community. Cube Dude is working on this. He did all the models. For those who don't know, um, Cube Dude is working on Strider Mountain. Um, but this mod is very extremely thought-provoking, as Philip says. I think it's definitely worth a play. You need to play it if you enjoy these types of things. Uh, it's really popular right now. It was on front page mod DB, which was cool. Yeah, anything featured on mod DB, I would generally make sure you guys have a play of it because it's there for a reason. So yeah, so check that out. Um, Random quest is generally interesting. I I, I talked to Thomas. And I was like, Thomas, you're gonna hate this because you hate quest stuff. Um, but he was like, No, I think I'll really like this. So we'll see. Next week, we'll he'll have his opinion on it. I'm sure. Hmm. So moving on, um, AV2, another map on Planet Philip. Um, it seems like just an arena survival map with antlions. Uh, we, boy, we haven't seen this before. Um, I would probably avoid it. I haven't played it yet, but check it out. The uh, there's no textures in this whole thing. The screenshots do not look interesting at all. Um, let's see what Philip gave it. Do, 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 do. Hey William, are you actually getting bored of the Half-Life 2 shotgun? Yes. Yes. I am. I'm glad somebody brought that up. I get bored of a because, lot of Half-Life um, 2 weapons. Uh, there's something I, about the Half-Life 2 original assets that just... Yeah. It's, I, I've, got, I've, got a, 
<laughs> I've, got, I've got a spoiler. I, I think it's because uh, you've probably played hundreds and hundreds of hours using those same assets, and mod developers yeah. just refuse to put in new models and sounds because What's it's too that? difficult. Yeah, what is that about? You know, because like, remember in Half Life One, you would get like a single map, just a single map, and it would be packaged with all these custom weapons, and you'd be like, "Damn, this is so badass!" But now with Half Life Two, all you get is the map. You you still get these stock because weapons. Because the the quality, sounds... the bar for quality for models has been raised a lot oh, that's since true. Half. So now they're like, "Well, I can't physically do that, so I'm not," and that's but... why you get mods like. Uh, you know, that just have a great storyline and great, great, like, for example, Rock 3024 or um, um, Minerva, you know, it's just, they just don't have the skills to do that, but they have the mapping skills. So. Yeah, but, I mean, the the decent models now are a dime a dozen, so just email the creators, and the creators don't care. They, they want their stuff to get seen by as many people as possible, so I know it's not that difficult implementing the model and everything, so. Yeah, I mean, Random Quest has custom models. I mean, they're the same models. Like, you still get a crowbar, you still get a pus yeah. pistol, but they're custom, which is awesome. So one of the one of the only reasons I could tolerate Get a Life was because of the models and sounds, <laughs> the new guns. And yeah, I could tell they could... Get a Life pretty interesting, just just alone without all that stuff. It was just yeah, I... very bright, vibrant, and different sort of assets. It was weird, but it was good. Never... But weird. Never, yeah. never in my entire life have I seen such a contrast of talent, because that was one of the best maps. I mean, was some of the best mappers I've ever seen mapping, and then some of the worst modelers I've ever seen modeling. <laughs> yeah. so, I would I agree. That that and awful. UI development. The UI development was horrible too. Oh God. I hated the so... UI in that game. <laughs> and the writer. <laughs> it was just. I don't. Those mappers need to get jobs in the industry, and then get as far away as possible from the rest of the mod development team. <laughs> but overall, they created an excellent mod, one of the best mods for Half-Life 2. So. Yeah, and it's only 15 hours long. You can't harp on them that bad. Next on the list is uh, Police Raid. This is a 66 kilobyte map. And uh, Philip is quoted saying, reading the description will almost take you the same amount of time as playing the map, and I'd have to agree with him. This is an arena-based map where you just basically kill things, and it takes you about 10 seconds to beat. Not interesting at all. Um, Sounds like my mod. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, your mod is actually really fun. <laughs> Arcadium is... Uh, actually, what did but you it's, think it's of... Uh, so, yeah. We mentioned Arcadium when we were talking about what hammer tools or hammer to what was that mod with all the uh, custom gameplay elements like with the Guitar Hero element and the the hammer mod. Yeah, the hammer mod. They're doing a top down shooter too, Dave. Oh yeah, is it as cool as mine? I don't know. I haven't played it, but it looks it looks pretty good. What are you gonna do about that? Nothing. I'll um I'll probably promote it. <laughs> I know. I just I just thought of you when I saw that, <laughs> but it's cool. They they do have a lot of cool things going on with Hammer Mod. Mm. Well, mine was just essentially just a test, so yeah. it's not like it was going to go that far. But yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, moving on. On uh, on FPS Banana, we got a couple maps. Um, Half Life Two, Episode Two, Apocalypse. This looks like a pretty good map. Um, three weeks after the first infection, you heard the combine outside. You decide to go with them. You are not sure if they are on your side or not. Uh, you will see. Grab your granddad's shotgun and go blast some zombies. 
<laughs> well, if you, if you're on the the side of the combine, wouldn't you be mindless zombie anyway? It's true. <laughs> so check that out. That's also on the list. I haven't played it yet. Um, unless you like, what's that? And unless you're like Barney and you're just faking it. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now somebody added this, and I don't know who added this or what this is about. Uh, but somebody added to my agenda Dulius, um, Zombie Doom Chamber, the Temple Arena Showdown, and the Rumble Remix Arena. Now, this almost looks like S-Mod. Um, yeah, you, you play these maps in S-Mod or S-Mod Tactics. I think you play the other one in S-Mod. Yeah. Um, and essentially, they're just, they look like just arena maps. Uh, for the one, for the Doom Chamber, you have to survive an onslaught of over 9,000 zombies for honor and glory. <laughs> apparently the other one um i think it's still a zombie spawn yeah i think it's still a zombie spawn um but it's uh, it starts out slow and gradually speeds up and the other one is sort of zombie swat members it's weird so if you're an asmod fan check out these three maps they're almost i've never heard the word zombie being used so much in a mod description Zombie, 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 slot. <laughs> zombie arena. And lastly, on the release list is Modular Combat version 1.74 was released. Two new maps. Um, some, you know, bug fixes and in the general, general like. So if you're a Modular Combat fan, download 1.74. You probably already have it. So. And uh, I'd like to say thanks to Matthew for giving me that footage because there's no way in hell I'd be able to get that much experience in such a little time. So thanks, Matthew. You did good. Yeah, we had, we had a problem with that too when we were first reviewing modular combat, but then we got in and actually. It's one of those. It's one of those mods where it's so goddamn difficult to get footage for it unless you play it regularly, which mm-hmm. I can't because I have so much work to do. But thanks again, Matthew, because like yeah, you know. Matthew's... Otherwise, uh, it would, uh, yeah, he's in the chat there. Hey, Matthew. But yeah. <laughs> uh, otherwise, it would be um, the preview on the videos would look like dog's balls. <laughs> they just look like Half-Life 2 death like level, Yeah, level 2 shooting some antlions. But, you know, he, he sent me a video of himself teleporting around the room. And, yeah, so it worked out in the end. So Yeah, he's yeah. working really hard on modular combat. I mean, we see, we That's see it why every week. It, yeah. That's why it's important for mod teams to get footage out there because if the game like is something like Modular Combat where you need to play for a long time, it's especially difficult when someone releases a Doom mod and uh, a, not a Doom mod, a Diablo mod, and you have to clock some time in that before you get some decent looking footage. You know, it's better off just to get videos. So add more videos. Yep. Yeah. But no, 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 that's that's a conditional though, because you can't just add videos. <laughs> you make sure you're adding videos of f- finished content, not just you know, random things. Well, obviously, that, yeah, yeah. Well, most most teams would uh, add videos for a release, and it is that video that I use if I can't get footage. So, yeah. All right, so moving on to the release list. Or oh, sorry, release list. Media Blitz. But before we do that, Emmanuel, what have you been up to this week? Oh God! Besides the computer not working. Yeah, that's true. You don't have a lot of interesting things going on. No, um, nothing really. Uh, I'm not. I haven't had a chance to play anything. I tried to play that uh, 
that uh, the mod, the random quest you were talking about, it looked really good. Oh, and I wanted to play that other one that I missed last week, but yeah, the computer's not going oh, to play. Calamity. Still. Yeah, Calamity. Dave, did you play Calamity? Yeah, I played the first map. I really like it. It's actually it's uh, weird how much action's in it, and it doesn't get boring because they portioned it yeah, out properly. I actually, yeah, I did play Calamity. Um, that was a good mod. My, you know, it's uh, it's been a very long time since I've sat down and played a Half-Life Two mod. Mm-hmm. With all the graphics fully turned up, like because you know since I got my new computer, I haven't played any like you know just this is a Half Life Two map 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 thing, um, you know with just Half Life Two assets. So I went in there and I was like, ah sweet, motion blur, <laughs> and uh, you know everything is smooth, yeah, hundred percent like HDR everything and maxed. all that, yeah, completely maxed out. And I sat down, and I was thinking, Half Life Two looks fucking great, and then I played <laughs> yeah. this. Just like, oh, it's, it's project yeah. project twenty five from the guy who does uh, I forget what he does, but the project twenty five was the same way. It's really really good looking and pretty fun too. Dave, what else have you been playing like outside of the Half Life realm this week? Anything interesting? Oh, um, uh, Neo Tokyo. I played the so, latest build, which is almost sorry. I think it's pretty much the build that they would release. Yeah, it's it's getting really close, isn't it? Like, um, I'm not going to say anything more but um, about the release date or anything, but um, the, from I played the mod about two months ago before yesterday, and uh, they had a few things, like they had uh, collisions with each other, with other players on your team was still in. Um, like, they had uh, just a few issues with, like, trying to understand the gameplay and making it easier for noobs to come in and actually play the game. They fixed all that sort of stuff. So um, now you can actually go in there and it comes up with tool tips and stuff like that saying like, you know, if you have active camouflage, this is how you use it, you know, make sure you use, make sure you lean around corners, you know, that sort of stuff. And it's really nicely focused. Um, They've actually got, uh, you can now walk through your teammates, but you can't get blocked in a room and get like just naded to buggery. Um, Like the dynamics of the classes work a lot better and it's just, yeah, last we talked oh, really? to them, last we yeah. talked to them, they said they're polishing out like the the tutorial based things. You know, the the let's get people immersed into the game now, and that's what we're really working on. There's a couple of people asking in chat though. I don't know if you or Emmanuel can talk about this. How big is Neo Tokyo in its current size right now? That's... Current size? Um, it's just it's just uh over 800 megs at the moment. Yeah, but that don't let that fool you because they've only included. Would I don't think they have all the maps. I think they only have half of them, which is still like twelve maps. But because they've got twenty-one or something like that, yeah, they, so it they could were be even bigger. Over twenty. But but the but it's don't let that fool you because eight hundred bags is. I mean, maybe only. Them. Yeah, no, I know, but I, you would expect it to be more actually because I thought it you was know what? Like three um, gigs. I was talking to Ryan from ModDB, and. Um, we were talking about this, and he was like, uh, well, if it w- if I was them, I wouldn't release that many maps to begin with. Because Neo Tokyo, it's such a... The maps are so good. Like, they are just so excellent, and they're so content-filled that if you release more than, like, maybe six at the beginning, you'll find that it'll be hard for players to actually play the game effectively but i think neo tokyo i don't know if you know this sorry i don't know if you know this but uh 
Neo Tokyo isn't releasing their FGD for a good time. Um, and yeah. that's what they're, they oh, don't want to release. Reason, because, oh, yeah, I like, think so too. Yeah, with good reason. There's, because I can understand like someone making a map that isn't the same. Because chances are it's not going to be near to the quality these guys are producing right now. Mm-hmm. And if that was to become a popular map, it would completely change the way that the game is is uh, played right now because it's not uh, effectively yeah. what the developers have designed, you know? And I can understand that completely. Yeah. They're almost going to need, like, a map submission pro- process, you know what I mean, in order to get it actually in the game. Well, well I think um, um, it'll just be the same as what Zombie Panic Source is like now where they kind of take communities and then they they fix them up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, but I, I don't think... It's hard to explain. A lot of these maps are... They're not just put together to look good. A lot of them are actually really tweaked for the gameplay, so I'm, I'm kind of doubting that any any anyone who doesn't have any formal training or doesn't you know spend a lot of time on it's going to come out with anything mm-hmm. exceedingly interesting or good. But we'll see. Give, I mean, given time, of course, it'll happen, but not within the first few months, I think. Because some of these maps. That's why I think they should years. release like um, only a few maps to begin with, and slowly release more yeah. as the game well, gets on, because then people can understand the gameplay and. You know, yeah. learn from because yeah. there's some maps that are wide open with nothing in them, and that's just the way that the map's designed, and it still looks amazing. But like, it's a completely different gameplay experience from something that's more claustrophobic, you know. And it is a really different game if you put it into those types of perspectives. Well, they they are doing that, so I mean, they are gonna. They're not releasing all of their content uh, map-wise. They're actually gonna wait um, and only release like I think half the maps off the bat, and then more as they go along. So. And for me, what I've been playing, sort of under the radar, was The Curse. Gabber gave me uh, a private build of The Curse before he actually added the katana. I'm a little bit pissed off because there's a news post here. Um, he hmm. has the full release date, um, but he also added a katana. So I haven't played the katana version. But all I have to say is The Curse is going to be an awesome single-player mod for all you guys to play. Um, there are three levels. I'm not going to – I can't get into too much spoilers – but the the way the curse is set up is you play through the level once and you try to get into nightmare mode. So you try to find all the secrets and all the hidden objectives. And if you get into nightmare mode, you basically backtrack through the level to, you know, play it again to complete it 100% and kill all the enemies. So um, just a word of the wise, when you are playing the curse, make sure you get into nightmare mode on every single, every single map. It is so fun and so atmospheric you will almost be trans you, you'll almost feel like you are in the actual egyptian setting the way it, gabber has done this so well has it come out yet no. it's not, it hasn't come out yet Ugh. that's too bad i'm hoping that um what's his name that uh philip is it philip yeah um yeah. i hope that he plays it again yeah actually the funny thing is gabber emailed me he's like hey i I thought you might be interested in playing a public bill i was like yeah thanks thanks so much i was like could can you maybe consider giving this to philip from planet philip because i think he deserves a second playthrough and i I really think he'll love it and he he does love it he i told him what to do specifically and i can tell you right now gabber has ironed out all the bugs and all the problems that was in our original test when we interviewed him um, he's made it a lot more accessible, a lot more easier for the player. Um, it has come a long way. This guy is definitely a developer, so the curse is gonna blow you guys away. 
And uh, talking about that media release for this with Katana, it was kind of funny, but I think that was an actual pun aimed at to, um, Brian or Tatsuro from Zombie oh, really? Panic. Yeah. Well, do you remember a long time ago? Well, yeah, um, we, we, we actually we, had that yeah. discussion about how he hates Katanas, and it's basically almost become like a punchline on ModDB. Even the first comment on that uh, release post, uh, that media post, is like, <laughs> Tatsuro should see this. <laughs> but he never actually said whether or not it's real or not. Yeah, but um, it's it's still kind of interesting, like just just seeing how uh, how how much that pun has been taken on by many developers. Actually, we bring uh, it I, on I the show like, a lot too. I would like <laughs> to see that. Out of the two things, I would like to see. I'd like to see that too. I'd like to see uh, every mod implement a katana just for the shits and giggles of it. Or some sort of code <laughs> to get a katana in there. Some sort yeah. of Easter egg. The, two the things, katana two things, which can be added to every mod. <laughs> there's, there's two things I want to see in the mod community, and that's one of them. <laughs> well, we always mention on when we brought uh, Tats and uh, Dystopia on the on the show. Oh, that was awesome. And the whole Oh, I must have missed that. Talk. What happened? Well, we had the huge katana banter on uh, when we had was it Tats? Now I can't even remember what happened, but it, it came to a head again on podcast seventeen, not just on the modcast. Uh, it was awesome. It was during the dystopia. No, yeah, right. Uh, Ryan, Tats, and the dystopia team. I think we had them oh, all. All right, on. that was a while ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a while ago. Anyway, all right, moving right along on the media blitz. Uh, Stargate Legacy has released some media. Um, they sort of release every month, and they got some pretty nifty screenshots. You want to talk about atmosphere? Take a look at these screenshots of their environments. They look absolutely beautiful. Last time beautiful. Legacy, it was um, it was pretty interesting. Like the way that they've developed the Source Engine to work for that. It's it kind of reminds me of almost like a a mix of like Counter Strike and like as a Stargate almost. It, it's really weird, but it's got this atmosphere that I can't really put my Come on, you know it's hard to explain the, the way that they've done it, but it it works really well inside the game that they've built. Yeah, so. I enjoyed Legacy. Um, is Legacy the one now? Is this the mod where like sort of the maps follow each other? You'll play one map in multiplayer, and then the next map will be like the continuation on the change level. Kind of. There, there's there's only like uh, defending and attacking. There's not like deathmatch or anything. So there's a right. there's objective in uh, objectives in each map. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my Arnold Schwarzenegger impression for everyone. <laughs> no, no, no. Anyway, um, yeah. So th- they kind of continue along from each other, and uh, yeah, it was um, it's it's a really nifty idea, and it's something that uh, it's a lot different from. Wait, hang on. Oh, there's so many Stargate mods. I, I might that's... be talking the wrong that's what one. I mean, that's why I was asking. Like, there's there's one where it's kind of like deathmatch, and there's one where it's like. Not deathmatch. So I, I could be com- speaking completely out of my arse here, guys. Sorry if I got that wrong. But one of them, the one I'm thinking of, the objective one is a lot nicer than, than the other Stargate ones. So. Yeah, I'm thinking of the objective one too. So I'm, mm. I'm not sure if this is the one or not. <laughs> That's the problem. There's so many Stargate mods. I get them. They're all they all mishmash into my mind. I can't remember all this mm. stuff. Anyway, moving on, I'm going to skip over a couple of things on the Media Blitz because we got to get to some things. Um, Orion mod looks like, um, you know, we talked about this last week or two weeks ago. I don't know. Emmanuel, you said it, it, it has the Halo feel, and that's actually a good thing. Um, and take a look at these screenshots. It doesn't wanna... have the Halo feel at the moment. 
I know, but I mean, this really does. I mean, you even almost have the warthog in there, and even the mods, or the models look like Master Chief. Like, it's ridiculous how close this is. Actually, uh, to me, it kind of almost looks like Mass Effect more. Yeah, that too. Yeah, okay, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Mm. And lastly on the Media Blitz is um, Resistance and Liberation. They posted some screenshots of some environments, and they have a little uh, Q&A up there. Um, I don't know who did the interview. It's probably the PR lead, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Um, the thing is, um, they've got like a new PR manager on Resistance and Liberation, and yeah, uh, he, he kind of does some really, really weird... Uh, release posts and it's like they're almost like blurry screenshots and stuff like that so it kind of doesn't speak to the overall quality of the uh the mod itself um so it's if if you haven't played resistance and liberation it's probably better off if you just go and play it if you want to experience rather than just looking at the screenshots because they don't really yeah. do it justice in a sense really well that's my right. they need to get um they need to get PR guys that are as good as their developers that's for sure yeah um because there's been so many times i've had to fix up their stuff like they can their pr stuff can sometimes look so bad unless i've tampered with it so resistance and liberations are is one of those great mods that's just sitting there nobody's playing they need to get more people playing this mod i know why they're not playing it why because because i i was following resistance liberation when it went through its 15 different engines and it's it's just when you wait this long for a mod and then it's only what they've given you, it's kind of the you know, like a ooh for, for yeah. You know, but you even need even more. for the people who haven't been waiting, like I wasn't looking forward to resistance and liberation. I love it, but there's just not a lot of people playing. It's sort of depressing. Yeah, but you know that's our job. That that means that we're not doing our job. They're doing theirs. <laughs> we're not doing ours. <laughs> that's so. true. That's true. So maybe more people will play it after hearing us talk. Yeah, we'll do a playtest well, of it. Uh, I mean, kind of like uh, along this catch twenty two, where people are wanting to play, but they will only play if someone else is playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so um, they're like not that. willing. To, they're not willing to sit in a server waiting for people. So those people that are waiting for someone else to join, like you know, it's never going to happen. So it, it was the same things that. Uh, um, oh, what's that mod called? The one where you fly the ships around, man, my memory Eternal is really Silence. bad today. That's the one. Um, it was it's it's like the original Eternal Science before they went under Steamworks. Mm-hmm. They had that so bad, like you would not believe how many. As soon as you organize something for people to come on, like what we did on ModDB with the um with the uh, the group that we made for like the community group. Um, as soon as we organized a player session. You would not believe how many people like filled out the server in about three minutes. It was crazy. <laughs> so there are people willing to play. It's just they're not like if they organize like a play session every week where the developers would be there, rain, hail, or shine. You know, I think they would develop a community. But yeah, yeah, you know? I agree. That's a good way. That's to one of the. That's one of the the things that we're trying to address in in our weekly play test, but. Um, we're playing modular combat again this week, but we should do RNL next week, I think, or something like that next week. Yeah, it's a good or idea. have a, a community day where everyone gets together and plays mod, and we'll say what it is going to be in advance. Because RNL, you're yeah, right. But... I remember, I remember writing the uh, review for it or the preview, or whatever, and, and thinking this is really, really good. But um, obviously, you know, it just doesn't have the community yet. And it's funny because they had one. I don't know where it, what happened to it, but they had one. 
back when it was released and people were looking forward to it. So. Yep. All right, moving next on the agenda's topic of the week and our main topic of the week this week is Half-Life Full Consequences. They yes. are I guess done. Half Consequences. <laughs> they are essentially done the all four episodes and they got John Freeman, John Freeman 2009 and the original fanfic series. So we got links to all those things on our agenda. You can definitely check those out. I haven't watched episode four, but I watched the first three episodes. They're yeah. hilarious. They're absolutely hilarious. I, I saw three and part of four, but God, they really are good. I mean, we can't go into detail, but it's it's pretty good. I, I love this stuff. Yeah, for sure. I even went through, um, oh, what's the guy's name now on his YouTube playlist? What's DGY1991, uh, his playlist, I guess. And he has a whole yeah. bunch of other things on there, like uh, the Idiots of Gary's Mod, which is just essentially a 20-minute video of internet memes in Gary's Mod. And it was hilarious. There was hilarious videos by this guy up there. Gary's Mod videos are just ridiculous anyway, man. So Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know just, what it's... I'd like to see you do, William, actually, now that we're on the topic of Gary's Mod, like just out of sense? Like, I would like to see you go in and do like a... Uh, Join a roleplay server and like, just troll the absolute crap out of them, <laughs> and just make a video of it. I would love to see that. We should do a podcast within Gary's mod. You know, oh, um, God. I have a story about that actually. Myself and uh, Ryan, who works, who who also works for ModDB, we went into a roleplay server and we we roleplayed as abusive cops. We would like. Uh, <laughs> We would uh, get people into a corner and we would just stay there and like because you know role playing servers people get in there and they actually do what you say because they're role playing. Yeah. So you can do what the hell you want to these guys. And when you're working with someone else, it's really quite funny. Well, <laughs> we did that and uh, you know that was quite fun for a while. Then we went to another server and we role played as like like what's that uh, disability where you shake a lot? Tourette. Trips or whatever it is, yeah. Ryan was playing role playing as a guy like that, and he he pissed off the guys so much that he because he was just shaking the whole time. And people were like, "What are you doing?" He's like, oh, "Tourette's," and everyone's like, <laughs> "Oh, oh, you know." And and he pissed him off so much that the admins actually had to kick him for you know role playing. So we 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 won basically. We won the trolls. <laughs> action Action Half Life was the had to be some of the most funniest moments of my life when it came to to the role playing thing because I didn't play. I, my brother did, but um, just the servers, the way they handled it was so bad. And, and the specialists. Oh, the specialists too. Good. But but Action Half Life's uh, terrible, terrible, terrible animations just made it even more funny. For sure. Um. Also. What was it? Oh yeah, on the on that playlist that I was talking about, there's another one where they do the Billy Mays commercial, and the guy literally summons the entire Billy Mays set. So he gets him behind it, and he starts playing like the Billy Mays commercial from his audio, from uh, "Who's on the ball? Get on the ball!" It's hilarious, and people just get so pissed off at him <laughs> with the uh, the laundry ball commercial. It was funny. Um, that must be an American thing I'm not aware of. Oh, you've never heard of Billy Mays? Dude, I'm an Aussie. I don't hear a lot of the shit that goes on over there in the US of the A. But he's a big internet celebrity now. Convicts don't get television. (laughs) Have you ever heard of the ShamWow guy? you fucker. You didn't just bring that up, Emmanuel. (laughs) (laughs) 
listen, I could have called you a Kiwi, and that would have been even worse, but I settled for the yeah, convict thing. Anyway, continue, William. All right. Also on the agenda this week, we got some listener audio questions. Um, first is Philip's audio questions. Is the shepherd fallible? Hello, I'm Philip from planetphilip.com. I'm going to insult you. I'm going to insult you not in a way that just calls into question your mother or any other hereditary trait or your physical characteristics. I'm going to insult you to do with your motivation. Chinese astrology. People out there who know a little bit about Chinese astrology will know that each year is associated with a certain element and an animal. Currently, we are in the year of the ox. Sorry, not fox, ox. Well, most people are. Gamers, and Valve gamers in particular, aren't in that year. Oh, no, they have a special section for them. Valve gamers are in the year of the sheep. Bah, yes, you are a sheep. Why? Because you blindly follow everything that Valve does. Valve goes this way, you follow. Valve goes that way, you follow. You don't want to be left alone. Oh, no. Well, things might be about to change. Half-Life 2 Episode 1 showed the world that Valve isn't perfect. It was a mediocre release. They released something that really was below par for their quality. Well, some people seem to have forgotten about that because once Half-Life 2 Episode 2 came out and TF2, suddenly Valve was the business again. They were the best. Everything they did was fantastic. Episode 1 was conveniently forgotten. Valve is the master of marketing. Okay, they are very clever about how they make you perceive their games. That's not to say that the games aren't great, because they are, but I believe that they invoke the Emperor's New Clothes Syndrome amongst players. Anybody casting doubt on their games is immediately considered a fool for not seeing the perfection. People are too scared to stand up and say, actually, I don't think that's as good as everybody says. It's not that cool. Think about it for a second. When you start a single player game, you get the content provided for, uh, content provided by box, and I get the Left 4 Dead logo. Why is that? Why do I need a content server when all the files are on my PC? And why does it have to say Left 4 Dead? Because Valve want to keep the noise level high for this game. Why? I don't know. It shouldn't need it. The quality of Valve games should stand out on its own. Shouldn't have to be rammed down your throat how good they are. Only a few weeks ago, there was some fuss about a TF2 leak video. I admit I have no idea what it was all about, haven't seen the video, and really, I don't care. I'm not interested at all. And then, a little bit later, I saw lots of posts on websites about TF2 hats. Hats? Are you freaking kidding me? In what universe is it better that we spend more time talking about hats and the marketing and the media of a game than it is about the game itself? Huh? I don't know. Only you can answer that, perhaps. But is the year about to change from sheep to some suspicious animal? I hope so. The recent announcement of Left 4 Dead 2 has caused some gamers to suddenly consider that the Emperor is in fact butt naked. He's walking around with his snake hanging out, and people are beginning to think, hmm, that doesn't look quite right. All I ask you is that you seriously stop being sheep and you learn to think for yourself. Question everything. Don't take everything you see as the truth, especially from Valve. Make your own choices and don't be afraid of going against the rest of the herd. Maybe it's time we became wolves instead of sheep. Thank you for listening.
Alright. So that was uh, Philip's little rant about Left 4 Dead 2 and sort of the year of the uh, the year of the sheep. And I think it was an excellent rant. Um, Dave, what did, what did you think of that? Um, well, to be honest, his uh, way of describing things was a bit odd. Um, <laughs> he talked about a naked man, you know, and that, that was kind of weird. But the overall idea of what he was saying was that... Uh, you know, that we're following the marketing of a game rather than the game itself. Well, the thing is, the hats are a part of the game. It's not really marketing as per se. They're just kind of... Valve didn't really do anything. It's just the press that are ramming this down our throat. Valve just kind of say, okay, well, here's a web page where we tell you about some stuff. And that's it. They don't do anything more. The rest of the press does it. So, you know... That's like, uh, you know, all your, your, your game enthusiast websites because they're called that because they're enthused about the game and they make pe- other people enthused about the game. That's what they're for, you know? It's kind of like word of mouth is now the new marketing scheme. Yeah, like viral they're, marketing. Exactly. Um, the only real effective hardcore marketing Valve has ever done is when they spent $10 million <laughs> on telling everyone about Left 4 Dead. And they put up a you know, giant that's... advertisement in Times Square. Exactly. So <laughs> I wouldn't say Valve is the master of marketing. Sure, they understand what people are and people like. The, the thing is, everyone likes Valve because they make games. The enthusiasts pressed, they make the games more than what they actually are because of the fact that they're enthused about the game because they like Valve so much that they actually do a lot of the press work for them. So... You know, there you go. I think um, Philip. I think Philip had a good point though. Like because okay, I I hate to go back to Left 4 Dead 2, but let's talk about TF2 in general too. I think mm-hmm. people are losing a little bit more faith in Valve. And when Philip says, you know, we're moving from the year of the sheep to the year of the wolf, I think that's a pretty good analogy. People are becoming a little bit more um, conscious about well what Valve is doing, a little less trustworthy. And whether or not that's good for Valve or not, uh, I don't know. You know. Is it good for people to start questioning, you know, their very favorite game development company? Because I think more people are. So. Yeah. Well, well it only for... means that uh, Valve is going is going to get more criticism on their games, and it's going to be more focused on what people yep. want. Any news is you good know? news. Well, that's what it's going to. Be. Well, I mean, also with the advent of the Left 4 Dead 2 news, people are more apt to uh, to listen to what Philip had to say. But I mean, Philip Philip's onto something for, to a certain extent. Episode one. I just recently played through Half-Life 2 again, and I have to say, Episode 1 did not stand up to Half-Life 2 at all. Like, Half-Life 2 was so was so good and big, and just had all these cool little features and puzzles and things, and Episode 1 just feels like a, a bastard child that shouldn't have really been. Episode 2 I liked. I actually really liked Episode 2, except for the stupid Anne part, but... But Philip might be on to uh, on to something because it's true we we do we do listen to to uh, what Valve says without a grain of salt because they've done so well in the past that we kind of just you know trust what they have to say. But well, eleven I mean, can years you, now, eleven. Yeah, years. well, but can you blame can you blame us? Uh, Valve is like a shepherd, and and we're just the sheep because. It's it's like we're we're trying to wade through a valley of shit, like a literal valley of shit, and Valve is just kind of 
pointing the big stick and telling us where to go so we don't get any poop on our shoes. So That's what we need. That's what we need for the image, Nick. The image this week is going to be a picture from the Bible of like a shepherd pulling a whole bunch of sheep and big picture of Gabe Newell's face over top of the shepherd. That's going to be the image this week. I don't really this agree is. with that. I don't, I, don't, I don't agree with that at all because they're not... They're not pointing us in the direction of good games. They're making a game that people want. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's kind of like Microsoft saying, okay, people like Halo. Let's make a Halo game. That's basically what it is. It's not It's not Valve like saying, okay, these are all the good games. You guys should play these games. They're not fucking doing that. When have they ever done that before? Left 4 Dead, they bought out Left 4 Dead, and they bought Counter-Strike, and they bought Team Fortress, so... I mean, that's that's essentially what they do. They buy good things and then, you know, make them better. Make and them then better. let them ruin their games by releasing sequels six months later. But, <laughs> but they're All not right. shepherding us to... That's they're, they're basically increasing their IP range. That's what they're doing. And the fact that these games were based on their engine makes it all the most all the much easier to do. You know, so, for example, like, EA is doing the exact same thing. They're buying IPs. They're expanding their IP range. They're creating these games based on these IPs. And the same thing happened with Activision. They bought out DJ Hero because it was good. They wanted it. And it's the same thing. They're, they're doing the exact same thing. So they're not a shepherd. They are never going to be a shepherd. They are making games. And yeah, they are making games for the but, mass populi. So, but, for example, they're making the games that people want. And that's why Valve is... That's why I guess why Philip has kind of put them in that perspective that... Everyone follows Valve because they make good games. It's not that they're a shepherd telling us what to do. I think that's kind of like the spin that that uh, Philip got wrong in that one. They're they're just making games that people like, mm, but and they have a habit mind, of making. Keep in mind Steam. I mean, would you even know about Audio Surf if it wasn't for Valve and, and Steam and yes, pushing that? Because it's my job to know about these things. But I'm, well, but I'm the saying regular anyone gamers. else. To anyone else, they they have an outlet, Steam, which increases popularity of things you wouldn't otherwise wouldn't know about. I wouldn't know about the ship, and I wouldn't know about um, that mod that that game that uh, William paid for and likes. But I don't. Which one, Peggle? No, Peggle's awesome. It doesn't need. <laughs> it's the other one. The, uh, the the it was on the Source Engine. You said it had really really nice models. It was like ten. Oh, a Xenoclash. Yeah, Xenoclash. I wouldn't even know about that, but I do. So, you know, St- Valve with, and especially I guess with Steam, that's my argument that they that they bring us stuff that we otherwise wouldn't know about. So, that's why I think they're my shepherd. I don't think there's anything wrong with that though. Yeah. I have no problem with Steam, you know, delivering sort of indie games to me. But, but uh, I think you're right. They aren't really the shepherd. I I think that the shepherd. You think obviously that they just release games for the money. Well, it's of course that's true, but they're, it's profitable to them. But it's also profitable to them to to make their customers happy. They're one of the only companies I've found that can do that. Usually, it's make the customer happy for two or three months and then make them buy the same product again. But you know, they've made they've made a business model of it. So I'm not saying that they create the brown generic first-person shooter that seems to, you know, as as you said, the valley of shit is a good explanation for that because it is like brown games basically. Yeah, that's um, kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, they're not making those. They're making games that 
their community wants because it's almost expected of them in a sense. So they're not making they're making the games that they want to make because they can. They're not making a game that uh, everyone wants. Like for example, how many brown first person shooters are released every week yeah, that I you know. do not know anything about? Like Valve prides themselves on these IPs because they are games that they like. They are games that they want to make. They're not going to make, you know, a Barbie fucking horse riding game because <laughs> little girls want to play it. It doesn't work like that. They make the games that they want, they like, and those games are made so well unless, that they've unless... created this thing for themselves where people like those games, so they buy them. You know, and that's that's basically what they do. They continue this this effort of making these games for themselves and for the people that like them. And that those people that like them happen to be a very large chunk of the gaming community. Well, unless of course marketing to ten year old girls becomes more profitable than twenty year old. Dude, um, DS shovelware. Holy fuck! You would not know how many games are released with just horses and ponies and cool. Yeah, it's crazy. It is yeah. absolutely crazy. I know. <laughs> Welcome to the valley of the pink shit. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but that uh, I think I think that you. Know, Someone in, in the chat said that it's true that the shepherd is, you know, they're, they're the shepherd, but it's we just blindly follow them because of brand recognition, and it, and it's kind of true. When when Half Life Episode Three gets released, how many people are going to download it because a it was made by Valve and b it's you know, well actually no, that's a good question. No, how many how many I, people are going to play? I it will just download. It's and this coming from an elitist, I consider myself an elitist. I will play. Episode 3, because I like the Half-Life story. And why do yeah. I like the Half-Life story? Because Valve told it properly. And why did Valve tell it properly? Because they're a good game development team. I'm not going to download or buy Episode 3 because I like Valve. I'm going to buy Episode 3 because I like Half-Life. So There's a big is difference. That, is Then why are you buying Left 4 Dead 2? Well, I'm gonna buy Left 4 Dead too because I have to cover it on this stupid podcast. Yeah, but if you didn't have to, <laughs> if we didn't have to interpay these these heathens, would you have still purchased it? And to be honest, I probably wouldn't purchase Left 4 Dead 2 only because. Well, then uh, there you I'd go. Rather spend it's my exactly the same else. thing as me. I, I I'm only gonna end up having it, and I'm not buying it. You're gonna have to find a way to give it to me because I'm not paying fifty bucks for it. I probably will buy it for you. The only the only reason I will have it is because I have to cover it. But you know, if I was just a regular old gamer like. That people who listen to this podcast, I probably wouldn't buy it. Mm-hmm. All right, we got one more listener audio question, and then that's the end of the show. Let me go run over again. Hey there, Podcast 17. My name is Spanish Ferris, and I'm trying to imitate Philip's accent. Okay, I failed. So, uh, my question today is... Uh, what was my question? I forgot it just now. Yeah... I had to think about it for a second while trying to imitate Philip's accent again. Uh, oh my god, I failed again. I, I can't remember the question. Wait a second. Uh, wait a second, it's almost there. Oh yeah, there's my question. If you guys ever wanted to make a machinima about Podcast 17, what would it be like? Thanks. I love Philip's accent, it's just sexy. Aha. The shit. Can, can, can I it? ask? Yeah, I think that's it. Can I, can I ask, William? When, uh, when do you plan on getting a voice actor for him? <laughs> yeah, we do need a voice actor for. So we need a, we need a, 
preferably someone with you know who has had puberty and someone who uh, <laughs> speaks the language. Okay, hold on a sec. Zombie mod source, zombie mod source, zombie mod source. Ryan Gaston, stop messaging me in Skype, you big douchebag. There, done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, so back to Stratafarius' question. If we had to make a machinima, what would it be? I think I've already answered this question about you going into a, a role-playing server and yeah. just trolling people. That would be no, my machinima. My machinima would be would, would be me and William in uh, in in outfits from Ocean's Eleven with like, you know, with with really cool hats, and then we would have huge ass mallets, and then we would just hit Thomas in the head every time he said something, and it would just be three or four hours of us just brutally raping and pillaging his body. That's just me. <laughs> Uh, he said machinima, not porno. <laughs> We're not um, left for head. That was good. I don't, I don't care what you say. <laughs> I don't know. If I had to make a machinima, we we would need a theme. We would need some sort of like inciting moment. you got to think of a structure of a story. In, inflicting pain on Thomas. No, you, you got to think of something more deep like that. Like we have to People save something. Lives. If, if we could do a machinima... <laughs> If we had to do a proper machinima for Podcast 17, and you mean serious, right? Like, we have to do this weekly. I guess so, sure. With with okay. an ongoing theme, what would the theme be? I, I would I would hire someone to edit our... Um, I don't want to get boring, but I, the, the point is I would get a way to have us videoed in, in third person while we're playing mods. And then I guess we would play them, and then we would make comments while we're playing them, and then have oh, people so like follow us around. Reaction videos, nice. No no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, I mean, actually watching us run around the mod, like playing the mod, like our characters, and that we okay. could, or we could play them together, you know, co-op like synergy, and then make comments about them. I think that's how I would do it. And then we'd also, we would also have uh, um, some some sort of coherent strategy to this, so that way we could actually have a strategy to the podcast instead of just blowing through content like we already do <laughs> yeah like we do every well, yeah. week and we would, and we would we would have interviews constantly instead of just whenever when william felt like it <laughs> hey we're interviewing dave Traeger from mod db yeah really sounds like an interview <laughs> fool me <laughs> anyway i think that's the end of the show is it well, yeah. well what do we talk about what do we start the podcast with this today i don't know we can talk the Left about... 4 Dead 2 thing yeah. that went for about six hours. Well, no, what, what are you gonna What are you gonna fade into on the podcast? What did what, what What was the conversation we were having? Oh, you were arguing with Dave about your preview or some shit. Yeah. Well, okay. What is your preview? What, when is your preview coming out, Dave, from Discernet? Uh, whenever it's done. How long is that? What What does that mean to you? He needs a time frame so he knows when. He yeah, can I, I need to know how long I have to release this. Oh well, Ryan's writing it, so whenever he's done with it, I suppose. And and is he generally someone who gets things done on time? <laughs> well, there is no on time, so it's whenever it's done. Oh goddamn! Are you okay. editing it, Dave? No, Ryan's the uh, yeah. the one that's doing the editing. Well, I'm. I I've got through half of it already in the podcast. Have you? Yeah. Isn't like um, lol. I played this game. It's pretty neat. Like, <laughs> I I can I can read it to you, if you want. Okay. Read me read me the 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 third paragraph. Okay. Neo Tokyo is a mod. It is a mod for a video <laughs> game. 
It has guns. People walk around and shoot the guns. The game is pretty. On a scale of one to pretty, it would be pretty. It's one of my favorite mods I have ever played. And I hope you enjoy reading this preview because it is full of facts. Facts like the fact that Philip has no life. That he is going to die alone. Uh, mm, that, actually, I'm going to have to get Ryan to rewrite his because it sounds exactly the same. I thought so, yeah. We'll work something out. We can do a little collab. collab collaboration, if you will. Emmanuel, I told you, you need to open up this preview, start stating, since the dawn of time. <sighs> since the that. dawn of time, there was one man, and his name was Highlander. One desire to write a preview for a mod. Can he do it? Had never seen before. No, I, I promise you, this is going to be the most boring and dull preview I've ever written, and, and when everyone complains, I'll say, well, that's what you wanted. So listen to Uncle Stevie. Hey.